0: and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapworst with me is Vinny Tadero and uh we've got quite a bit to talk about a lot of different moves the Cowboys made this this week uh also some more details about some of the moves we talked about last week that are I think important to evaluating them but uh as always, we'll start with a trivia question. This week is my turn to ask the question. Um, so this player was a receiver who was drafted in the seventh round out of San Diego State. That's a crate. No. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, no. But uh, he was drafted by the Oakland Raiders. Oh,
1: I thought he was drafted by the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So he played for the Cowboys, but he was drafted by the Raiders. Correct. Oh. Um, oh, Kenyon Rambo.
0: No. No? No. Um, he was... The, his, the Cowboys were his second team and his fourth team.
1: Second team and his fourth team? Yeah. Oh, God. After Rambo, I don't know. Um, no, nah, I don't
0: know. Uh, let's see.
1: I thought I had it with Kenyon Rambo.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. I think would be good. <laughs> hmm. he he played for them in a in the the 2016 divisional playoff game and uh he had a illegal substitution penalty that negated a uh. 22-yard play i kind of remember this actually uh
1: You know, it's starting to come to me, but it's not. Okay. It's not fully there. No, it, 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 it won't come. I'll know okay. it when you say it.
0: Bryce Butler. That's it. Yep. I re- the thing I remember about him is, well, first of all, there were there was always kind of the impression that he was better than he actually was, like because yeah. he had he was tall, he was fast, and he would make good plays occasionally, but. Yeah, he also dropped a, a touchdown pass in that same divisional game. Um, I remember a game that I went to with Claire where he made a, a nice play on the sideline, but yeah, kind of a taste of un-unrealized potential. Um, I, I remember rem- him saying he was
1: he could be a number one receiver in the league.
0: Yep, yep, that uh, that rings a bell. Um, he, I also, he also reminds me a little bit of a player that we signed this week, um, which we'll talk about later. But, um, the first thing I want to touch on, we had just found out about the Demarcus Lawrence deal last week, but I don't think we had the details yet, or at least all the details. First off, I think I thought it was a extension when really it's a brand new contract. And the biggest thing about it is it's basically dropping his cap hit to like in half. He's going from 27 million against the cap to 14 million. So it saves us 13 million in cap space. And and it's a brand new new deal. It's very it's almost fully guaranteed. I think thirty million of the forty, but it really helps us out a lot in the in the cap. Um, So that definitely makes me like it a lot a lot more. Especially when you compare that deal that new deal to some of the guys that have signed, such as. Um, Harold Landry for the Titans is, is the one that stands out. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that was a phenomenal deal once you know, really found out about the details. We also signed, re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch, re-signed uh, two of our safeties, Curse and Hooker, Dorrance Armstrong, and then we t- signed two outside free agents, James Washington... Uh, and Dante Fowler, and then the big move was we, the other big move was we cut Lyle Collins, and then the last thing was the Randy Gregory debacle where we yeah. it looked like we had him signed and then he ends up going to the to the Denver Broncos. So yeah. um, just wow. start out with what of these moves and and a couple of them we don't have the numbers yet, but assuming. I think all of those guys assuming they're going to be relatively inexpensive the um, what do you think of these moves these various moves we made this week?
1: Give me a, give, give me a name cuz we got a lot of guys. Yeah, let's
0: okay, so let's start with um, let's let's start with a big one. Lyle Collins being designated as a post June 1 cut.
1: I mean, it's very debatable. I mean, yeah. because you know he's a very good player, but at the same time he's carried a lot of baggage. Okay. Yeah, I mean Lyle Collins is a very good player, but um, his availability has been a big problem the last couple of years. Yeah. And you know he's shown some. You know he he tried to bribe his way out of that one suspension. Right. And uh, you know so he's done some dunderheaded things. He's been injured a lot, and you know I think you could. I think that's just something. It's like flipping a coin. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. I don't have a, a strong opinion on it one way or the other. I like the fact that they are going to be picking up ten million dollars in cap space. At, really? You know, after June one, because that'll allow them to pick up a couple more free agents. What they'll be able to do in June one is guys start as guys get cut. Um, that'll give them some space there to uh, to maneuver and to get some of the guys who are. Um, Late cuts, or as roster cuts, you know, as rosters get cut down, guys who become available, um, they could get a couple of quality players for uh, ten million dollars. Um, and Terrence Steele last year, I thought uh, played very played well. You know, yeah. I hope he gets better. He's not he's not as good as Lyle Collins is. Yeah. Um, so that's your argument against it. But I think that's a that's a, that's one that you could that didn't didn't outrage me when I heard it. Um, yeah. Now, Leighton van Der Esch, Leighton van Der Esch is nothing more than a backup in this league. Yeah. All right, and I, he's basically being paid like a backup. I mean, his deal is like max max out at three million, so you don't know yeah. what is um,
0: it's about what he's worth. I think.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I had heard that he was supposed to be signing with the Steelers for six or seven million dollars a year. I don't know if there was anything more than something his agent put out there, Probably. but um, that was. um the, obviously that uh, didn't come to fruition but you know he's somebody who you know I had a list of uh, positions where we need that we needed to address in free agency and linebacker was one of them back right. I thought was, you know it, it even if it was just backup and so I crossed that off when they resigned him because I think he's at least a you know he's a decent backup right no more than that can you know they need to just get rid of yeah uh, and take the cap savings because I think they signed him to a two-year deal Um and, um, but they're going to need to address, make no mistake, middle linebacker is a big priority. Um, and if they don't sign Bobby Wagner, which I doubt they will, right. then they're going to have to address middle linebacker in a high round in the draft. In fact, possibly the first round, um, hmm. because that is a, a big weakness of that defense is the inability to stop the run. So that's a place where Bobby Wagner or another really, uh, top notch middle linebacker could help us out, but you still need to improve the defensive tackles. Um, hmm jaron Kirsch. Kers, um I like a lot. He had a career year. Um, I hope it wasn't a fluke. I hope it wasn't. I hope he wasn't just playing harder because it was contract year. Um, they didn't spend a lot of money to get him back. I think they right. got him back on a good deal. Yeah. I, was, I thought that was pretty positive. I thought that fell in the team's favor. I expected him to get offered more than that. So yeah. um, he continues, I guess, to be underappreciated or perhaps not trusted um malik hooker they got back relatively cheap um and uh i don't i i don't know if this means the end of line for casey but um you know i was happy to see curse and hooker return Vandresh i was um, i'm okay with as strictly as a backup um or as a rotational guy a guy maybe is on the field 15 snaps a game maybe play special teams uh, well, he's going to have to play special teams. Uh, they re-signed Luke Gifford. Don't forget Luke Gifford. <laughs> yep, okay, you know that's Tim's guy. All yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, you know he's going to, you know he's going to provide deep linebacker relief, and he's going to provide special teams play. Um, now they did the same thing that they've been doing in free agency, which is scraping the bottom of the battle. Cool. Uh, James Washington um, does not thrill me at all. Um, he had a, he's coming off a poor poor season, really yeah. is, um, and he, um, I don't think he's anything more than a number four receiver, um,
0: yeah.
1: and I don't think he's as good a four receiver as Cedric Wilson would have been for us. So I'm Definitely. not I'm not crazy. I don't like that signing. And Dante Fowler, uh, he's been basically you know he's almost been a bust. I mean he was like number three overall, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, I and, would say he's uh, been a bust. Flat yeah. out. Beside, I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he just, you know, I've, I've, I look at him as the number four defensive end. I look at it as yeah. being Lawrence, Parsons, Armstrong, and then um, um, Dante and Fowler. Fowler. So that's what I make of of, uh, of those signings uh, this week. I wish they would re-sign Brian Anger. I mean, I think he's the only guy, yeah. I think he's the only free agent of their own left that is worth re-signing, you know, that I really yeah. give a crap about. They re-signed Jeremy Sprinkle, too, you know, who's, who's okay <laughs> as a number three. Yeah. All right? But, you know, right now, in free agency, they, they still have a lot of work to do. I mean, uh, i say it, you know, I think they still need a legitimate backup quarterback. I'm far from sold on Cooper Rush. Um, they're going to need a backup tight end. You no know, Blake Jarwin, they need a backup tight end. Um, back, swing tackle, you know, with, now you've gotten rid right. of Collins. Steele is a starter. Who is your swing tackle? Josh yeah. Ball. He hasn't done a damn thing. He's right. He's on, he was on vacation last year. Yeah. Okay. And um, backup guard. Their interior line depth is, is non-existent at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think the um, kicker. Okay. Let's not forget kicker. You don't
0: have a kicker or punter right now. Right. As far as I and, know. Yeah.
1: But the big. Uh, but but the one that the one guy that needs to be a starter is defensive tackle. I mean, they, they, they just need to stop the bleed, you know? Stop the bleed, um, and I don't even know if there's anybody out there. Maybe they're going to have to wait until after, you know, teams start trimming their rosters to get somebody. But they are they going to have to spend some money to finally bring in some uh, a quality free agent at defensive tackle? Um, I wouldn't count on Neville Gallimore. Even though I was big on Gallimore, I he hasn't done any, much at all. But um, Diggie Zua had a nice start to the season and then, I guess, hit the rookie wall, whatever that means. I don't know what happened. Maybe teams finally started realizing that should pay attention to him. That's what happened with Blake Jarwin. You know, Blake Jarwin was out there and nobody thought that he could, you know, he, that day he could run more than five yards without falling over his feet. Yeah. Um, and then he made some plays and teams said, oh, well, let's put somebody on him. And then all of a sudden, he's a non-factor. And maybe that was the deal with Dickie Maybe they are just taking him for granted completely. And that's why he, he had a good start to the season. I hope that's not the case. But, yep. you know, defensive tackle. So I, I've, I've got they, – they need um, – I think they need six more free agents. Um, yeah. Last year they signed quite a few. They didn't make any big – didn't spend big money, but they did sign quite a few. And I, I think maybe um, – you know they could take a similar approach but maybe spend a little bit more at the defensive tackle position you know and then if there's no defensive tackles available and you know you, you got to be very flexible here you got to look around and say hey look you know we have positions in need but there's nobody available you know let's try to make up for it by signing a bobby wagner you know who can help make up for
0: deficiencies in other positions because he's so good yeah yeah, that's my I way would of thinking. Like to... my,
1: my way of thinking is very flexible. I have no philosophy going. You know, I have no ideology going in the free agency like Stephen Jones does. Okay, because I think that the only thing you have to do is you just have to be smart. You can't go in and say, "Well, this is this is how we do it, and we stick to this." Or right. you know, we're going to spend a lot of, we're going to be big spenders every year, um, like. The rams were last year and you can't go into it and say well we're going to be real frugal every year like the cowboys are um you know i think that you have to think the only thing you have to do is be flexible and smart
0: yeah yeah i think i don't think we're going to sign anyone like a bobby wagner or a, I've heard tyron matthew that, that was before we signed the safeties so definitely don't think him but the the one defensive tackle I would like of the free agents available is Akeem Hicks, who had played for the Bears. Um, definitely not—he's a little older and not as good as he once was, but still better than anyone we have. But I, I don't expect us to, to sign him. I think we're going to sign more players like James Washington and Dante Fowler that— you know, at the positions of need, but no one that's going to be like a clear star or even a clear starter. Dante Fowler, I see a lot of Cowboys fans try and make him out to be better than Randy Gregory, and he's not. He, he's never been as good as Randy Gregory. Even when he had good sack seasons, his pressure rate was not as good as Gregory's was this last season. He also benefited from playing across Aaron Donald who has Aaron Donald has made like three or four different guys look like good defensive ends just because he they're getting his cleanup sacks. And Fowler, Fowler only did that for one season. Other than that, he's been pretty disappointing. He's reunited with Dan Quinn, but he didn't play that well for Dan Quinn ever in Atlanta. He, he signed a three-year, $45 million deal, which was a moronically bad deal, at the at the time and and obviously now, but I, I'm assuming we're signing him for next to nothing. It's that's a signing that I fully expected us to make because of the Dan Quinn connection. But I agree. I think Armstrong is at least on paper a better player, unless Fowler plays a lot better. Can you know maybe Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence playing alongside him get him back to where he was and. Whatever it was, 2019, where he he had his one pretty good season, but yeah, that's a that's a signing I'm not that thrilled about. Same with uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Like you, I I'm a big fan of both safeties being re-signed. Malik Hooker, my thing going into last season, he was one of my my guys I had an eye on, and it was always just health with him. And he stayed healthy last year. He showed flashes toward the end of the year that, for why he was a first-round pick, and I think that's more than enough to warrant the deal we paid him, which is pretty, pretty bare bones—four million a year. Curse um, actually played the full season and played at a high level, so I think he's even more worth. the the money he doesn't have the pedigree that hooker did coming out but just for last season he was the better player uh james washington he's a guy i actually pulled up my uh my draft board from the year we we he was available because he was he was in that same draft class as michael gallup and he was the guy he was drafted earlier he's drafted in the second round But he was right behind Michael Gallup on my board. Um, He was, I think, the fourth overall receiver I had in that draft. Uh, Gallup was three, DJ Moore was two, Calvin Ridley was one. And reading my scouting report of him, the things I highlighted as positives were fantastic finishing skills, and looks like a runner running back after the catch, running physical and using a powerful stiff arm to bounce off tackle attempts. <laughs> the weakness that I highlighted was rudimentary route runner, which is kind of important, especially for quarterback that like Dak. Um, I agree. I, I think he had a pretty good second season, but he's pretty much done nothing outside of that. Um, I I guess you could say he's our third receiver right now, but I, I think we could very easily do better than him in the draft. Um, so that that's one that I'm pretty pretty meh about. Same with Leighton Vanderesh. Esch. I, I think he's a he's a guy you don't want starting, um, but would be a decent backup. And then we did cut Blake Jarwin, which I think was oh. made a lot of sense and, and was a good move all around. Um, I think I want to talk together about Randy Gregory and Lyle Collins because I think they are related and there's a lot well, so, so first off they, they have the same agent and starting with Randy Gregory so supposedly we had a deal in place with him then it fell through because of some language in the deal that stated that we could we could basically uh rescind guaranteed money if he was fined right not just suspended but fined. and apparently right. that language is in all of our contracts with the exception of dak prescott right.
1: that's what they say yeah
0: yeah and so it's uh, i guess the, the question is whether there was any communication from the front office that that language was not going to be there I, it seems like they didn't expressly say this is going to be in the contract, but they also didn't expressly say it wasn't. And right. the agent just assumed it would not be because he said, oh, well, I've never seen that before, which is a lie. Because he also reps represents Lyle Collins, and that language is in Lyle Collins' contract. So... Uh, trying to read between the lines, I think that is, in and of itself, that's more on, on Gregory and mostly on his agent than anything. And, and well, beyond that, it was a bad deal. It, Gregory's not worth $14 million. I, I think uh, he yeah. was worth I agree. 10 to 12 tops.
1: No, I agree with you. And um, I think if his agent and Gregory were... Um, were stand up people. Yeah. Um they would have just gone to the Joneses and said, "Look, um we don't want this language in the contract and it's it, it's a deal breaker." And yeah. se- instead, it seems like they just ran into the uh, ran like little babies yeah. into the arms of the Denver Broncos, who I think are going to be very dis- who are going to be disappointed with Randy Gregory when they find out that there's always something with him. Right. You know, he's um he can be a very good player. I think he tends to flash. He tends to disappear a lot, right? Um, and um, you know, so I think he's I think he's a very good player, but I don't think that I think he's been somewhat overrated over the past year, and in free agency and overpaid, and you got to wonder where his head is, because um, you know you can say what you want about uh, whether the league uh, should have had should have been suspending guys for using weed but the bottom line is that he signed a contract and he made a commitment to the Dallas Cowboys and to their fans um that he was going to be available and then instead he decided to go on the you know to to smoke weed and to uh, jeopardize his availability which he yeah. did very well a very very good job of yeah so regardless of whether you think I mean and I think that he's right in his stance on weed and i i, I sympathize with his anxiety problems I, I really do but at the same time when if you if you're going to play you're going to sign an nfl contract and take the money you really owe it to live up to the terms of the contract whether you agree with them or not right um if not it's it's a pretty disingenuous you're pretty disingenuous and downright arrogant right and i think that's the i think that's the way he is and yeah. um you know, he's he was penalty prone.
0: He was awful against San Francisco. Yeah, three penalties. And, um, uh, you know, he,
1: he was he seemed to get an inordinate amount of roughing the pe- passer penalties. So he 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 lacks some discipline. So I think that he's a player that um, is, has been some like I said, somewhat overrated. And I think Denver's going to be somewhat disappointed by him. Yeah, he's not going to you know he's not going to be as he's not going to be their Von Miller.
0: No, definitely not. And he does show, I'll give him credit, he'll show flashes like, I'd say there were three games this season, maybe two the year before, where he looks like an elite passer, like like Von Miller, but then it's all or nothing. It's either that or, I mean, San Francisco, that was bad by any standard. That, That wasn't the norm, but... But yeah, then then he'll just disappear for stretches. He's he's not consistent on the field. Um and, and certainly, yeah, he's got a lot of issues or has had in the past issues off the field. The Lyle Collins thing, I I know you were kind of ambivalent. I really hated that move, to be honest. And the reason being Amari Cooper, I could understand a little more because I think his market value was less than the contract he had signed. Yeah. At this point, you know, blame whoever you want for why he had lower numbers, but no one's going to pay him twenty million on the open market. And the only reason I think we did get a trade is because it's a flexible contract. You can, I think, the Browns did end up restructuring it, and that was an option. Lyle Collins, though. I think his contract was perfectly reasonable for a player of his status. Who, who I think he's a top five right tackle in this league, maybe, maybe even top three. Yeah. Um, and the, and the fact that the the Bengals already signed him and paid him literally the exact same year per uh, dollar per year amount that we had paid him ten million a year. Yeah, it, it, that that tells you everything. And, and maybe you know there's. Like you said, he's been unavailable. That is true. Maybe he's a locker room cancer. It seems like Terrence Steele is a better locker room fit. Uh, It seems like he's going to continue to progress. But at least right now, based on what we've seen the last two years from Terrence Steele and the last two full seasons of play from Lyle Collins last year in 2019, Lyle Collins is... Heads, head and shoulders above Terrence Steele as a player, and you. Can, I think it's fair to project a little bit of an improvement from Terrence Steele at least, but not enough to to make it make sense for me, especially with with Collins, um, with us not getting any compensation for him. We we made that him a June me. one. Yeah. That bothered me. Right. We made him a June one cut, which you know we yeah we saved ten million, but. I I don't see how we we could we couldn't have gotten a a better trade well, deal than we did with Cooper with his well, contract. You, you're going
1: to have to spend a, a decent amount of that that ten million for a swing tackle now,
0: right? Because there's no swing. I mean, or you or you go in risking it with Josh Ball, completely well, then, unproven. Yeah, that would be insane. And that right, but. <laughs> I, I, mean, I you think bring we'll Ty right that. That's realistically what we'll probably do. We'll bring a guy like Ty Nescheki, or who was the other guy um, who I, I kind of liked had been on the Patriots. I think he's on the Giants now. His name's blank. but yes, uh, some reasonably priced, but a true swing tackle, never going to be a starter type of guy. I, I do also think this really cements left tackle as a – or tackle yeah. in general as, as the yes. biggest need, I, I think. Yes. Even above defensive tackle because I, I do think the positional value of that position is more important. Um, yeah. But I, I – and I think there's going to be some guys, at least the way I see the board going, that will make sense at that 24 pick. But, but that really – and again, now I, I think agree. it's not just totally. – it's not just a, hey, let's bring a guy to groom behind Tyron Smith and we can put him at guard. Like, now it's a guy to compete with Terrence Steele for the starting job right away. Yeah. And and maybe well, also back up Tyron Smith. Yeah. But...
1: Yeah, I mean, we, with instability, you know, you had instability at that tackle position. And, uh, you know, you got, it's bad enough with Tyron Smith but then Lyle Collins, and, you know, now you get rid of your 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 depth there you know who gave you some insurance in case smith got injured or collins uh got injured um now you're 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 thin you're a little precarious at tackle and yep. so they're, they're definitely going to have to address that and um i think they're going to um need to bring in a veteran yeah. to, uh, to act as a swing and i, I it, yeah I, I think right now that if you're talking about needs um that becomes first-round material.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing I want to talk about, last thing. So I thought this was interesting because, I don't know if you saw this, De- Demarcus Lawrence was on some show, and he said that they, the Cowboys – and specifically Steven Jones had initially and and I knew about this, you know, that they had offered or they had reached out to him about a pay cut. I, I did right. know about that. But he said that Steven Jones reached out to him about a one year twelve million dollar contract. And and again, I'm assuming this is as a brand new contract, ripping right. up the old one. And, and he said he felt that was disrespectful. And he went to Jerry Jones. And Jerry was the one that basically closed the deal that they ended up signing. Similarly, I heard that the original numbers that were thrown out with Randy Gregory were much lower in the, the neighborhood of nine to 10 million a year. And then. Similarly, they reached out. You know, they were getting higher deals other places, and they reached out to Jerry Jones, and he started selling them, and and upped the deal, and uh-huh. that's that's how we got at least close to re-signing Randy Gregory. Well, hell is the, freezing over. Yeah, but the the specifics to me don't matter as much as just the. <laughs> the mismanagement of that situation the, the fact that we are clearly n- Stephen and Jerry Jones and the players know Stephen and Jerry Jones have different have different opinions on management and and cap and they know who's the guy to go to to get more money that that's inherently going to create division and factions and it's, it's just not good, good management. And, and I think it's Jerry Jones, ultimately, re- regardless of what you think of Steven Jones, he has taken it, taken the reins as the cap guy. And and there's another guy in one of these articles, there's another guy that is like his specific job role is cap management. Yeah. Um, But it sounds like Steven, of the kind of top guys, he's the one most in charge of that. And it just shows Jerry Jones undermining his people. I I think that's the overarching takeaway I'm getting. And I just think as long as that's happening, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's this, whether it's him undermining the head coach. Well... That's just, you're, you're, that's a losing formula. And I it's mean, not, uh, I, I, not shocking, I, think that's but, difficult
1: to say. I mean, you know, it was, it was Jerry who brought Deion Sanders in. If it was up to Steven, there would never be a Deion Sanders on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, um, probably wouldn't be a Terrell Owens either. Um, I mean, it, it, it's hard to say. You might be right. I mean, I I don't really have an opinion on, as far as that goes, as far as undermining Mike McCarthy and just making him look bad and lose credibility and really just walking all over him. I agree with you 100%. Um, But, you know, this whole father-son thing, I I don't know. Maybe there's there's a serious rift between the two of them. I don't know. I, I mean... You
0: know, and and um, I want to make this clear. Like I don't have a problem with differing opinions, and and you frankly you should you should have people you know in the same management group with differing opinions. My problem is when it becomes public knowledge and when the players know about it. Like this should well, be a backdoor. Yeah. But but I just don't think. Uh, a well-managed team is as public or, or these, these type of things are as common knowledge as they are with the Cowboys. And right. it's, it just makes us look weak and have factions. And, and I think,
1: I, I, I don't think, I I don't know if it matters. I don't know how much it matters because I think everybody's just going to go to Jerry from, from now on. I mean, you
0: know, Maybe, <laughs> well, yeah.
1: why waste your time with Steven when you can, when you when you can go to Jerry and you can get what you you know you can you can get more money out of it. And you can get what you want. Um, it kind of makes yeah. Stephen kind of irrelevant. Um, and you start to you know start to wonder. I mean, it's so hard to tell what's going on there you because know, they're they they're not, not going to tell you the, the truth about what's going on at Valley sure. Ranch. I mean, you know, and you know maybe DeMarcus Lawrence is telling the truth. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Randy Gregory. Um, they, they, they tend to play good cop bad cop they tend to contradict each other in public a lot yep. um I, I don't know if there's a method to their madness or if they're just on different waves you know different waves Yeah. you know I, I haven't made sense of that relationship you yeah. know I don't think Stephen Jones is anything to write home about um and uh you know I, I, I don't think Will McClay is anything to write home about um but I think they're going to need to um, – whatever problems they have, they're going to have to put them aside and realize that they just cannot they, – they need to improve. They, they, they've, they've gone backwards so yeah. far. There's no yeah. doubt that they've gone backwards. For sure. And they, they- are going to need to get better, um, especially through free agency because the draft – is not something that pays, like I've said so many times, it usually doesn't pay immediate dividends. You might get one right. or two guys. Yeah. I mean, we got one guy last year who paid immediate dividends. Nobody else really did. I mean, you uh, know no. for a little while. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, nobody else. But we didn't like we, – well, I wasn't crazy about the draft outside of Micah Parsons anyway. There are a few guys I, I liked, and none of them really did anything.
0: Right. Um, and we're not uh, going to get a Micah Parsons probably no. <laughs> in the next ten years. A, a guy that no. contributes that much as a rookie, no.
1: But you know, we you know, if we could get a lineman who could play tackle and guard, right. that would be that would be the ideal right now. You know, yeah. and you're right. I mean, there would be a question as to whether to start him at right, let him compete with Terrence Steele, mm-hmm. or start him at left guard because left mm-hmm. guard is is gaping right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in an ideal world, I mean, we do we have cap space now. That that's the bottom line. Like even with these signings, none of them are gonna hit the cap too much. So I think we could sign Bobby Wagner and Akeem Hicks probably, um, and structure it to where their cap hits aren't as much this year, and then you draft offensive linemen and and maybe a receiver early in the draft, oh, yeah. maybe another linebacker in the middle rounds. I, I think yeah. there is a, still a path to us having kind of a differently yeah. for a di- different, uh, a team that is where we changed up the investment and put it more on, more even. Cause we've been one of the most unevenly, uh, yes. uneven teams in terms of cap spend offense sure. versus defense. We're one of the, yeah most expensive offenses, cheapest defenses. Right. I think there is a scenario where the on paper the team is much more centered on defense and probably if we make the right moves a more balanced team and, and just a maybe a even better team. Right. But I don't see us doing that. I, I don't think we're gonna make any big name signings. Um I, I'm you know, we'll we'll see with the draft. We we've still got a few we weeks. Yeah, uh, I've I,
1: seen, but I've seen Wagner, Wagner tied closely to the Cowboys. I've seen Tyrone Matthew tied uh, closely to the Cowboys, but that might have been clickbait.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's what it. Because I saw one that like, the Cowboys are nearing a deal with Bobby Wagner, and and it was bullshit. Once you read, you know, the source, and, and yeah, I I would not expect us to sign anyone of. Of substance. I, I think it'll be more, more guys like Leighton Van Der Esch, James Washington and Dante Fowler of that caliber. Um, I think that's how we fill out the roster. I, I think we will address the positions that we know are weaknesses but with players like that, that maybe have some upside but are not really guys but you can count on. The, and, good, the good part
1: is though, is that you know, as far as o-line goes you you need you you don't need to you know necessarily go out and sign a starter you can you can go out and find a backup interior lineman and a a swing tackle and then use the draft to fill that um that guard spot um and i think so when i look at my list of free agents that they need the, the only starter i think they really only position that I think they really need to spend to get a good starter is defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, and I don't completely understand this thing about the guy, what's his name from the Packers? Smith?
0: Is it Aarius Smith?
1: Yeah. You know, they're yeah. talking a lot about him. He was hurt last year, but before that, he had two strong seasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean,. Uh, do you need him when you have Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons? I
0: mean, if you're playing Parsons full time at defensive end, then no. Right. But um, I, if not, then I think he, I think he's a better player than Randy Gregory. And and yeah. the Ravens had him. It sounds like they were yeah. very close to signing him for uh, about two thirds of what the Broncos paid Randy Gregory, maybe less than that even. So that would yeah, I, I again I don't think we will sign him. Um but again, if we're putting Mike Parsons back at linebacker, which I think would would kind of be a mistake, but but oh yeah. Uh, you I, move him around. I do yeah. I like ideally having two strong defensive ends and then being able to move Parsons around yeah, as okay. a freelance guy, I think that's well, ideal.
1: Uh I- Lawrence Armstrong might be able to do
0: something this year. He, he might, but he's he's not as good as Randy Gregory, no. at least right now. No, it, no, he no, would no. be. I mean, we're, we're counting on a lot of guys, at least right now. Without anyone drafted, any additional right. signings, we're banking on significant improvements from a lot of guys. And it and, and there are. You know, some of them are guys that it would make sense and, and that have progressed, like Terrence Steele, Tyler Biotish. Dorrance Armstrong did get better last year compared to his other three seasons. Oh, yeah, but he was bad. Yeah, yeah, but, but he went from bad to, like, average. He still wasn't great. Um, and, and that's the same thing with, with those other two, Biotish and, and Terrence Steele. They went from below average to average. Like, that's not guys you want to count on. At important positions, and well, certainly the O linemen I think, are more important than uh, a rotational nobody's defensive, talking about
1: defensive tackle. I mean, and and they haven't got a, they haven't got, they have not got a quality
0: defensive no, tackle. But I think it's because people have given up on it because we <laughs> we clearly don't care about at least about the one tech. I, I think maybe we go after a, a three tech. I mean, that's kind of you're kind of writing off Neville Gallimore and, and Odiggy Zua, but that I think Terrence or uh, Tristan Hill has already been written off for good reason, but, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe, maybe you do need just continue to take your shots. Um, again, I, I said this a few weeks ago, I hope we suddenly magically start valuing the one technique and draft someone like a Travis Jones out of UConn, who's a who's a glass eater, and and you can actually pe- rush the passer. He's not just a big, fat guy. But I don't think it's it's worth discussing too much because I don't think we we give a shit about that position. And you know, at best, we'll draft another uh, another Quentin Bohanna in the sixth round, uh, who's just. You
1: know. I got him taking a defensive tackle in the second round. That's my ideal.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, I got him going um, left tackle, defensive tackle, middle linebacker, wide receiver First, first four rounds.
0: Okay. Well, um, ideally. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think to, it's in the cards, but I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, We'll see this this, week if there's any other.
1: Is this a deep deep draft, I think, at edge rusher? Is it deep at defensive tackle?
0: No, no, not really. And especially at one tech, it's, yeah. I mean, there's two guys early that I like. There's a few others in middle rounds, but I wouldn't say it's a deep, deep class at defensive tackle. Um, Strong at at defensive end and, and pretty strong at, uh, offensive tackle i i do think a well, little I bit top heavy but yeah yeah um I but i think that'll that's
1: gonna depend on you know how many teams want one
0: right right
1: i mean last year was you know year of the quarterback
0: right I mean, but that, that was, helped us yeah but that was you know the class of last year we knew it was going to be quarterback heavy. This year is going to be the opposite for quarterbacks. Um, we could still see some get overdrafted. I wouldn't be shocked at all. But maybe the worst quarterback class since, like, 2013. I think that was the year E.J. Manuel was the guy, the first first quarterback taken. Um, but, yeah. yeah, offensive tackle. I, I could see... I could see four guys, four offensive tackles in the first 15 picks. That wouldn't shock me at all. Um, But, yeah.
1: And, you know, guard is a position that, you know, when you're picking 24, you could get the best guard in the draft, just like you can get the best center in the draft. But do you need two first-rounders playing guard for you?
0: Right, and, and I don't think you're – there's no Zach Martin in this year's draft. There's there's some solid guards and guys that I wouldn't hate at 24. That that would probably be an upgrade over McGovern, but n- nobody that I'd be thrilled at at 24. If, if one of them fell to us in the second, then that's a great value. Um, and th- there's some guys that played offensive tackle that will probably slide into guard in the league. Um, in the later rounds, but yeah, there's there's no, there's no you know, Quint uh, Nelson or Zach Martin in this year's draft. And you know,
1: and, and what's with, you know, we, we talk about mm-hmm. the success of a team, and and that's supposed to, you know, hurt them salary cap wise because everybody wants to get paid. But what's with the rich getting richer? What's with the, the Chiefs signing JoJo Schuster? What's with it's the, the Chief, Bills yeah. signing, um, Von Miller? Yeah. I mean. How do they do these things? You know, they were both high-caliber teams. They're supposed to be suffering in terms of their salary well, cap, and they go out and they spend huge bucks.
0: Yeah, and they are losing players. I mean, the Chiefs lost Tyron Matthew, um, mm. the Bills. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure on the Bills. But, yeah, I mean, and we could have... Well, Matthew's
1: still on the open market, but they just, they're just they not going to resign him, I guess. Right,
0: no, I don't expect them to. But,
1: well, he'd be good. he be a good guy for Dallas to have, but they're not going to sign him now.
0: Yeah, not with the safeties brought No. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm guessing we'll have a few more signings in a week time. But I, I don't again. I don't think it'll be any big names. Is, is there anybody out there? I mean, is there anybody out
1: there at defensive tackle, say, that we could that would be a, a quality starter for us or at middle linebacker?
0: I mean. Like I said, Bobby Wagner and well, Akeem Bobby Hicks. Wagner, okay, but Akeem the Hicks the is, the, is the defensive tackle. Who? Akeem Hicks for the okay. Bears would be the only one. But, yeah, I'm not not getting my hopes up for either one. But, um, well, uh, you know, we've got about a month month and a week till the draft. So I, I think that's ultimately what we're going to have to fill a lot of these holes through. And um, we'll have we'll have more to talk about that. There, there's been they haven't released much of the 30-day visits yet. By um, I, I pretty much every day, refresh and, and look up if there are any new announcements, because that really tells you what positions they're valuing and what players they have an eye on. Um, I would I wouldn't
1: mind trading a draft pick for a quality player either.
0: Depends on the trade, but um, well,
1: yeah, of course. But you know, because I think teams overvalue draft picks because most draft picks don't work out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I would, I would consider it for the right deal, Um, but really, I I think the key with that is making sure it's it's a home run player and it's at a position of really important value. that's that's the biggest thing.
1: Well, their big hole is the middle of the defense.
0: Yeah, I would not trade for a defensive tackle. Guy.
1: Yeah, I hear him talking about the Smith guy, but yeah. you know he's an edge guy. Right. And I'd like to have him on the team. It's Not that I don't want him on the team, but I don't know if he's worth. I you know don't know if he's worth all that money, especially considering the other needs that you have. I don't have I don't have defensive end listed as a need right now. Maybe they could pick somebody up in the draft, but. Um, you know, I, I just think when you got Demarcus Lawrence and, and Michael Parsons that
0: you should you should be pretty happy. Other parts. Yeah. Well, uh, but I think that'll do it for this week. But uh, thanks all for tuning in and we'll be back, back next week to talk any new free agent signings and, and dive into the draft more. Um, so yeah, thanks all for tuning in and until next time.